I invite you to stand for the reading of the gospel. The Holy Gospel according to Matthew, the 14th chapter. Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead to the other side of the Sea of Galilee while he dismissed the crowds. And after he had dismissed the crowds, he went up the mountain by himself to pray. When evening came, he was there alone. But by this time, the boat, battered by the waves, was far from the land, for the wind was against them. And early in the morning, he came walking toward them on the sea. But when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified saying, It is a ghost! And they cried out in fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them and said, Take heart! It is I! Do not be afraid. Peter answered him, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. He said, Come! So Peter got out of the boat, started walking on the water, and came toward Jesus. But when he noticed the strong wind, he became frightened. And beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. And Jesus immediately reached out his hand and caught him, saying to him, You of little faith, why did you doubt? When they got into the boat, the wind ceased. And those in the boat worshipped him saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. The Gospel of the Lord. You may be seated. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. Lord, our strength, and our Redeemer. Amen. I've never witnessed a tornado, but a popular warning is that the rotating winds sound like a freight train coming through the trees and the buildings. Often we think of wind as something we hear. The wind whistles and blows, it gusts and it howls. But in today's gospel, the disciples, including Peter, see the force of the wind in the waves battering their boat at sea. They see the strength of what is against them, and they are afraid. Not merely afraid, but terrified. But Jesus walks out to them unaffected by the waves and the wind, and says, It is I. Do not be afraid. Peter alone puts the Lord to the test, asking him to command him to come out to him. And it is in testing God that Peter betrays his faith. I've been thinking about what makes us afraid and what makes us doubt. I wonder what threats or obstacles to our faith we encounter. 
Certainly there are physical threats. Last Sunday, a friend of our family lost her home in a fire. Thankfully, everyone was safely evacuated. But when you lose everything in a disaster, it's natural to ask why and to wonder what a faithful response to the loss and the trauma looks like. Similarly, as Christians in the United States, we are less likely to be persecuted for our faith but just last week in Haiti, a mother and child from a Christian organization were kidnapped. Thankfully, they too are safe now. But again, our human response is to question. Thankfully, our faith has something to say about the presence of evil in the world. We recognize that wind and fire are natural forces and that chaotic weather events happen. And we also accept that in our human condition, we are both saint and sinner, and that there are people whose brokenness and desperation lead to destructive activities and corrupt behavior. At other times, it may be the death of a beloved or financial hardship, situations that threaten our emotional and spiritual well-being that prompt doubt and make it difficult to find peace. We know that our faith does not shield or protect us like an invisible bubble. Instead, it is because we have faith that we also have confidence that God is still working to restore justice and righteousness. Fears and doubts and challenges are part of a full life. So when we encounter the strong winds in our own lives, when we see what is against us, we have a choice to make about how we will respond. Can we hear God's assurances and promises and have confidence in who God is? And how God has acted in the past. The Psalms are always helpful here. Often a Psalm begins with a complaint and then the writer will name the ways and the characteristics of God as they have been seen in history. And then the Psalmist returns to the current problem and asks God to again act in favor of God's people. But sometimes we struggle. Perhaps our hearts are hardened or our ears are blocked, but we are unable to trust God in that moment. There's an English proverb that says, trust but verify. And that appears to be what Peter tries to do. But in Deuteronomy, we are commanded, do not put the Lord your God to the test. God promises to be Emmanuel, God with us. And we know God's merciful love and forgiveness is for us. And yet we stumble and we sink, trying to step out on our own. Thanks. 
be to God, that even then, God reaches out and catches us, saving us from the depths. I think it's important that in today's gospel, the wind doesn't cease until Jesus and Peter get into the boat with the others. While there are jokes made about Peter, whom Jesus called the rock, sinking in the water, the story isn't just about Peter. All the disciples were afraid. They all had to choose how they would respond in the midst of their fear. And watching them, I wonder, when we are confident in our faith, how do we protect those who are vulnerable? Do we come alongside them, or do we leave them to make their own mistakes and risk sinking? I think today's gospel reminds us that while faith is personal, it is never private. It is never only about me and God. Faith in its fullest expression is communal. We gather together to hear God's word spoken or read. We gather together at God's table to receive Holy Communion. We gather together to welcome the newly baptized and to bury the dead. And when we make mistakes, we are forgiven and we are welcomed back into fellowship together. Let us pray. Good and gracious God, thank you for your son Jesus who comes to us when we are afraid. Help us hear your promises of steadfast presence and faithfulness and help us welcome others into life together. We pray in the name of Jesus, our Lord and Savior. Amen.